tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial, LLC, member SIPC. Broadcasting live from the ESPN 690 and Ajar and Levine Studios. This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 with Brent Martineau and Austin Lane. You already talked about wanting to bring a lot of your guys back. What is your future here? Is there any chance that you... Might decide to retire after winning a Super Bowl. Will you be back with the Bucks next year? Hell no, I ain't going anywhere. I'm coming back trying to get to it. <laughs> and then we'll see after that. But, uh, no, this football team, I love these guys. And uh, we have a great staff, great team. Uh, hopefully Jason and I can get together and, and keep most of them and, and uh, try to repeat. That is Bruce Arians. Good for Bruce Arians. I, I don't know Bruce Arians, but I've just heard a lot of great stories about him. And... I think he's a seems like a good dude, kind of straightforward. Doesn't get the politically correct stuff. Doesn't go anywhere with Bruce Arians. I kind of like that. I get why a lot of other folks have to be politically correct. I understand it in our business, but uh, I really appreciate a guy who's so straightforward like uh, Arians, and he's really a good coach. You know, I think that's the one thing that will be. You know, and it always is, by the way, in the, in the Brady and Gronk and even the defense of, of the, in the player side of things. You know, the story going in this game was just how versatile this coaching staff was, right? How diverse this coaching staff was. Yeah. Well, the job that they did, if you just take that game at the end of November and this game, that is a massive turnaround. I, l- listen, it's hard to beat teams twice in a row, all that stuff, the cliches. But to do what they did, that kind of flip. This goes two ways, right? So, like, let's just say you're betting on the game. Mm-hmm. And Tyreek Hill goes for 200 in the first quarter. Well, you know he's not going to get 200 again. Yeah. But you might easily say, well, listen, if hey. he got 200 in one quarter, he's probably going to get 100. I wouldn't have taken 90, actually, to tell you the truth. Yeah, I know. I hear Last you. night? I, maybe. But I think even the Bucks would have said that. That's oh, my yeah, point, yeah, right? Yeah, I yeah. mean, nobody saw that coming. No. And, you know, Kelsey ends up with over 100, but it's a quiet over 100. Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> it's true. Patrick Mahomes didn't have 100 yards passing Austin Lane until there was about five minutes to go in the third quarter. Yeah. 100 yards passing. Does it on the first drive and the field's only 100 yards. Listen, I did for sure. <laughs> like, that's impossible, by the way. No, no, I remember because no. The reason I, I was thinking back because I, I quoted that one time way back in the day. I, I, you know, it was the Kyler, it was the, the uh, Kyler Ravers, Daniel Jones, the quarterback grades. And I said that about, uh, I think, Daniel Jones rushing yards because Daniel oh, okay, Jones had like 103 or whatever. And I'm like, Kyle Murray gets that in one, you know, in, yeah, in one, uh, yeah. Uh, I can't say this enough about coaching and what makes great coaches so great. And Todd Bowles right now is a prime example of this, Brent. I just mentioned, this guy is known, his identity as a defensive coach is blitzing, okay? He did it the entire season. Like I said, the percentages were right on 40% I looked up today. If you go back to that Green Bay game, playing against Aaron Rodgers, you know, MVP Aaron Rodgers at Lambeau Field, and even Aaron Rodgers alluded to this after that game when they got beat. Rodgers said that he thought they were going to blitz a lot more. He was surprised that they actually dropped back into coverage in cover two and cover four. 
Bowles is known for blitzing. And in that Packers game and in that Chiefs game, he, he shied away from it. Now, yeah. once again, I, I can't stress this enough. It helps when you have beat up offensive linemen and, you know, you can send four and you have success right away. If you have success with four, it's like, well, what do I need to blitz for? But at the end of the day, it's a testament to listen. This is a guy who adapted. This is a guy who said, okay, four is getting home. Let's keep sending four. Even though maybe it's not what I believe in and it's not what I was coached to do, if it's going to work, it's going to work. So, pro- I mean, I can't give enough props to Todd Bowles and listen. That kind of performance right there, Brent, and we'll see down the line. Obviously, Byron Leftwich, too, we mentioned a little bit. I mean, we got to be talking about the head coaching candidates in the next couple of years or so, if not next year. Yeah, and I, I, listen, people bring up the points like, hey, if they didn't do the hiring process to the Super Bowl, Bulls would have a job, right? Yeah. I mean, probably would. I mean, I, I guess. But listen, I, I do think, too, some people are just better in defensive coordinator jobs, you know, yeah. or they'll make great coaches. I don't know if that's the case with Bulls. I'm just saying it's not – it's just not a blanket statement, okay? The guy has one. We are so the recency bias is is huge yeah. <laughs> when it comes. I still think Eric Bieniemy can be a good head coach. Yeah. I'm surprised he's not, yeah. and he didn't have a good day, mm-hmm. okay? So he should have run the ball more. They should have run the ball more. Is that on Bieniemy? Is that on on Reed? I don't know. They didn't have a good day. I still think he's good. That's my exactly. point. Uh, can the Bucks do it again? They're going to have Brady come back, Gronk come back. Antonio Brown, I think they'll find a way for him to come back because I don't even think Antonio Brown will chase the money. I think he just likes being around Brady now. Yep. And it's almost like they've had this – it's it's almost like that's the only fit for Brown because whether it's from a babysitting standpoint or just he's a good mentor for him and he's in a better place with him, I think that's important for Antonio Brown is to be around Tom Brady, sure. whatever the price tag. Chris Godwin, though, is not going to be back, I don't think, right? Uh, Levante Whoa. David. I mean, they've got those are huge, two huge. Shaq Barrett. I give you those three guys. Yeah. They're not going to get all three of those guys back. No. So, listen, I mean, absolutely not. And, and granted, if they want to take pay cuts or not, that's great. That's a great story. But they aren't bringing everybody back. And you only get one franchise tag. So, you start asking the question, like, well, who can you afford to let go? Um, I think if the Jaguars had Shaq Barrett, I'd be over the moon about it. I don't see that happening. Would you? I, I, I think Tampa Bay's going to keep Shaq Barrett. Do you? Some, I think they're going to franchise tag him, even more than Chris Godwin. I think with Chris Godwin... Didn't and, they just franchise tag him? Did Shaq they? Barrett? Or was that the end of a contract? That might have been... I think they might have just I'll franchise tagged him, yeah. I mean, you can do it again, can you? I, obviously, no, you can. it's, a, it's yeah. a It's a bigger it's fee. It's a hefty yeah. price, yeah. Maybe. Uh, with Chris Godwin, I feel like if you re-sign Antonio Brown... And you get him in that kind of that two, that one A, one B role with Mike Evans. I don't want to call Chris Godwin expendable because I want him to come to Jacksonville. But I think what they have, like I think they have Tyler Johnson on another year. I think they got um, that Scotty Miller. I think there's ways around it where they can, they can still have some success without Chris Godwin. Yeah, by the way, it was a franchise tag for Barrett. I thought so, yeah. which makes it unlikely that they'll do that again. So, so maybe he stays there or, or he doesn't. I guess do they franchise tag Godwin then? Uh... I don't think so. Yeah. But, you know, look at all these guys. Here's the names, okay? Vontae David, yeah. David's an interesting one. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I'm going to put David and people be like, David who? <laughs> but, <laughs> sure. uh, uh, Levante David, yeah. Chris Godwin, Shaq Barrett, Gronkowski. He's going to end up back there because I don't think he'll play anywhere else. Mm-hmm. And he has that luxury. And it'll be cheap. And Dominic Sue. Sure. Fournette. I don't think they're going to re-sign Fournette. I think they're going to appreciate what they got out of Fournette, but I don't think they're going to re-sign. But here's the thing. Do you think Fournette can take a pay cut and say, I want to come back? He could do that, but I don't think Fournette's going to do that. I think Fournette's going to chase the money. But how much money is he really going to get, though? 
Well, no. he, I mean, he just, back, just went well, up a little bit. Okay, he just earned no, himself some money in the postseason. Yeah, but, but let me ask you this. Teams out there right now, do you think teams would bring him in as the bona fide starting running back, or do you think that it would be like a you know, like a second or third down back? No, I think, I think it's a bona fide yeah, back. A bona fide back. Okay. He, he established himself on the world champs. As the, he, he did. He, he, he unseated Ronald Jones. He did. I understand Jones had some injuries, but yeah. he performed better than Jones in the second half of the year. No, listen, I'm, I'm not taking away anything away from Leonard Fournette. I'm just trying to visualize a team that would be like, all right, we want Leonard Fournette to be our feature back going into the next season. I don't know. But I mean, go on. listen, I, I still think, here's the thing on Fournette for me is that I still believe he was better than people want to admit. People around here didn't like Fournette from a running style standpoint because he was picked fourth overall. It's not because of his lack of production. Mm -hmm. His rookie year, he was very good. His third year, which would be last year, not this past season, but the last year, Mm -hmm. I think he was very good. He caught like 80 passes. Yeah. You know? And to be fair, that offense, I mean, he was getting hit in the backfield how many times? He was the focal point both times, by the way, in both of those years. Now, listen, 2018 was not a good year for him. Missed a ton of games, injuries, all this stuff. There was a lot of issues behind the scenes and things that just didn't add up for Fournette. But I'm telling you, production on the field-wise, if I'm a his agent, I've got this Super Bowl, this postseason, my rookie year, and last year. Mm Mm-hmm. That's pretty damn good now. I feel pretty good about my chances to be the starting guy somewhere with a pretty decent paycheck if I'm Leonard Fournette. Uh, I do. I mean, I I will see. I understand. Listen, running backs are a little, you know, wave that yellow flag, not just Fournette, but running backs in general in terms of paying them. Yes. But I think he makes definitely more money than I thought he would have made two months ago. And uh, I think he's a primary back somewhere, and I don't think it's going to be Tampa. Uh, so will the Bucks keep any of these guys? Where who would they prioritize if you could pick one or two? Barrett, Fournette, Godwin, Sue, Brown, David, Gronk. Will the Bucks keep them? And if you're the Jags with a ton of money, do you prioritize one or two of their guys that are available off the Super Bowl champs? Yeah. So if I'm the Buccaneers, how, how many can I actually prioritize? I, I think you, if you, you I think two. Okay. Okay. For both, I want I want the Bucks side of things, but I also want the Jags side of things. Yeah. 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 Okay. If I'm the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and I can, I guess, kind of lock in two of those guys, uh, go ahead and get, you have to give me Shaq Barrett. Because once again, I think Shaq Barrett is the real deal and probably Levante David. I, and I get it. I'm not helping out Brady whatsoever. I'm biased on the defensive side of the ball, but I feel like those two guys have the most to bring set aside from Godwin. But once again, I feel like Godwin can be. You know, he can't be replaced per se, but you can throw guys in his position to be successful as well. By the way, Blaine Gabbard's free agent too. Oh, my bad. And, and Blaine Gabbard too. <laughs> on the low. Um, the, so, so here's so, the, so you say Barrett and you say. Now from Jacksonville's perspective. Who do you say Barrett and who? Um, David. Wow, that's interesting because, again, I don't know if Gronk and Brown should be in this conversation. I don't think those are high-priority price tag guys. Like, I think they'll be able to kind of get well, sweetheart deals. And that's kind of what so, I assume. So we'll yeah. assume that. And by the way, the Jags aren't interested in Gronk or Antonio Brown. Mm-hmm. Right? No, you were a couple years ago. I was ago. a couple years ago, but not at this stage, especially <laughs> with Chris Godwin available. <laughs> Correct. Right? Correct. So I just think the Brown fit in Tampa is going to remain that way. So really what it comes down to for the Jags is, are you interested in guys like Barrett, yeah. Godwin? Yes. Those would be top of mind. I don't think Levante David. I don't think I don't see them going to spend money on a linebacker when you got Schobert who you already spent money on and Miles Jack playing at this level. I really think it's just two guys that you're going off that Super Bowl team, Godwin and Barrett, and you risk really overpaying both guys. For sure. 
Yeah, that's that, that is kind of the problem. Now, listen, the, the fact that there's some other receivers out there, like I'm not sure what the market for receivers is going to be like because it is kind of deep. You have Galladay, you have Marvin Jones, you have Allen, uh, you, you have, yeah, you, have Alan, you got uh, Juju Smith-Schuster. So, like, I'm not sure, like, where Godwin falls in the realms of Tier 1, Tier 2, Tier 3. I think that if the price is fair, you obviously pursue Godwin because, once again, I mean, a guy that can take the top off, I think. We haven't seen that in Jacksonville in a long time, so let's go ahead and get that. But, I mean, obviously Shaq Barrett. And uh, the, it's no knock on Caleb on Chase on because we don't know yet, Brent, right? And we still need to invest some time to see what he can bring to the table. But you know how I feel about depth in terms of defensive line or if a 3-4 defense outside linebacker. I want as many pass rushers as possible, and Shaq Barrett is definitely a pass rusher. Why do I feel like Shaq Barrett comes with, like, this red flag, man? I know he was big yesterday, okay? Well, I, I just he has, he has three sacks for Denver as a 26-year-old in 2018. Mm-hmm. He has 19-and-a-half sacks. Oh, I'm going to faint. In 2019, I mean, it's just ridiculous. Cha-ching. So they franchise tag him because even they're not necessarily like, all right, this is like not two years. Like, oh man, I don't know. Should we just go throw, you know, all this money at a guy yeah. who, who's done it for one year and then comes back this year off 19 and a half, and I'm sure he got a lot more attention. Mm-hmm. And uh, they had a stud defensive line with Jason. They spread it out a little bit more with the signings of Pierre Paul and all that. Sure. Uh, but he ends up with eight sacks. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's an eight-sack guy. That's getting into, like, okay, is he on an eight-and-a-half-sack guy? Are we going to give $100 million to a Shaq Barrett type to deliver like Frank Clark? And oh, those yeah. kind of guys have delivered because, quite frankly, they have mm-hmm. since they signed those deals. No, of, of course. I mean, we, we've talked about this actually last week where, yeah, in terms of Frank Clark and those guys, uh, it hasn't been a good investment, let's just say, to say the least. Now, with that being said, though, like, how do you feel about Bud Dupree? What would you and, and, and take the take the knee injury out of it real quick? Yeah, I know it's a. But what would you rather want? A healthy Bud Dupree? And I'm not sure what his numbers were even this year. I'm going to tell you. But would you take Bud Dupree or would you take Shaq Barrett? Well, first of all, I think Dupree would cost you less. I believe. I believe because I do think that the Super Bowl now and the 19 and a half sacks for Barrett mm-hmm. raised his price tag up mm-hmm. a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, for Bud Dupree. Let me go down here real quick and, and find out just to make sure I got it figured out. Um, where are sacks? There he is. Five and a half, eleven and a half, eight. Mm-hmm. See, I think he will be a more moderate price tag. And by the way, I'll also say this. Bud Dupree in a 3-4. Yes. Doesn't he fit better than Shaq Barrett? <sighs> yeah, I mean, listen, I, I think Shaq Barrett's a pass rusher. He can, he'll be fine. I think he'll be fine okay. in that situation. But Bud Dupree's but the, a 3-4 guy. But he, he comes right? from that, correct. So yes. if Bud Dupree was healthy, and I can tell you this, I knew they were they were doing some work for free agency with the old regime yeah. on Bud Dupree is what I heard. Yeah. But then he gets hurt, and now what? And now this is a new regime. So yeah. now what? Well, <laughs> you know, no, I don't for know. sure. But also with Shaq Barrett, keep in mind, I mean, he's, he's it's, it's like a 3-4 defense in Tampa, too, with Bulls. I mean, he's he's stood up. He's yeah. he's considered so, an outside linebacker. Okay, so it's kind of the same thing. So yeah, uh, so he, uh, that's probably near, yeah, I mean, here yeah, or yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the the bottom line for me is I think he'd be more of a moderate price tag Dupree mm-hmm. for maybe just as much upside. And do, and do remember this now. Uh, well, actually, they're about the same age. I think Barrett might be about a year older. He got just that later start. Yeah. Um, but now it is blossom. It begs the question though, obviously too, with the knee injury now. Well, now I stay away from Bud Dupree. I'm not going to give not a guy take a risk. I'm, I'm not giving a guy coming off an ACL, yeah, eighty million bucks. I just can't do it. I have a hard time doing that. And since the Aaron Campman effect, well, it's not only that, but now that's a little watch out, Brent. 
you know, Jags did this before where they didn't give Allen Robinson, and Robinson came back from the ACL just fine. True. The problem with ACLs is the first half of that next year, you have to be willing to swallow mm-hmm. because it's it takes guys a little bit to come back, mm-hmm. and you have to be patient. And so, hey, listen, you're making a three- or four-year investment in a guy like Bud Dupree, then maybe you're okay with that. Mm-hmm. But you also got to be willing. Now, ACL, we know this. Guys come back from it, and they're fine. But it does take a little bit. So if you sign a guy, you sign him with, listen, we know we got to be a little patient in the early part of, of 2021, and then hopefully he turns it on. Mm-hmm. Uh, and are you willing to do that, I guess? And it's often – it's hard to go buy a big Christmas present and not be able to use it yeah. on Christmas Day. You know what I mean? And no, say, sure. hey, let's use this in three months. Yeah. Hey, those Christmas presents go over well. <laughs> You're not lying. <laughs> Should have got me that for my birthday. What <laughs> – what about a guy like uh, Dominican Sue? Now, yeah. th- I mean, th- listen. Now, I- I'll throw some stuff at you. Obviously, on the back nine of his career. Yeah. Right? I you mean, like Sue, by the way. You I, were teammates with Sue. I-, I do like Sue a lot. In term, But I'm just saying in terms of productivity of what he was able to do this year, like, I mean, I think he won the, I'm not sure, once again, what the stats say here, but I assume that he had one of his better seasons. I think he did. Because here's the deal, and you know this as well. I think you know this. Here's my perception of Sue. Yeah. Sue turns it on when he wants to. Mm-hmm. Right, no, he, he's yeah. a, he's a guy that's he has like to be motivated. He had six sacks this year. Let me ask you this: this is a that's a that's a great thirty four years old. Yeah, see to me, I don't that doesn't make sense in Jacksonville. And here's where I also don't think it makes a lot of sense. Sue, a guy who kind of, or at least again, th- this is the way I would label him, mm-hmm. <laughs> whether it's right or wrong, feels like he is awesome when he wants to be, and at other times won't be. Uh, although you hear a lot of great teammate stuff by your, yourself included, yeah. uh, you know, that maybe even gets a bad rap on things. He does. But the bottom line is, I think that's a guy you could question whether he'll fit in with Urban Meyer. That yeah. is a guy, that's the kind of player that you wonder, okay, at 34 years old, kind of says, okay, I'll turn it on when we need to. That in the Urban Meyer mix, I would be like, okay, I'm not sure that's well, going to work. And let's be honest, I think if you're in Sue's shoes right now, um, he's made his money. Remember, like Miami yes. gave him like that monumental made, like, $100 million dollar deal. Yeah. deal. I mean, like I, I feel like Indomitian Sue now is in it for the Super Bowls, which m- more power to you, man. Absolutely. And let's be he honest, can pick where he goes. And let's be honest, I don't think right now Jax will be on his radar. I think he'd take a pay cut to go play next to Aaron Donald in, sure. in L.A. Sure. You know, yeah. I mean, I do think he's that guy. To your point, I yeah. think that's that's well, the type of yeah. career, or he'd go to Baltimore and play with that front. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, keep in mind he was with L.A. Well, he was there. Yeah, yeah. Hey, you're right. Yeah. You're right. Um, <laughs> it's hard to remember that. But well, yeah, a, L.A., Detroit, yeah. Miami, Tampa. Yeah. But I do think, like, I could see the Cowboys signing him. Sure. You know what I mean? Yep. Uh, so he feels like that. He's not your rebuild Jags guy. Correct. Right now at 34 years old. And to be honest with you, I don't think the Jags are interested in that guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think he would be, but I don't think the Jags are interested in 34-year-old guy. We've said they have to be veteran guys, but you want veteran guys that are going to really make big impacts and also in the locker room. I just don't see Sue. Sure. He's never been really labeled as that guy. No, and you're not wrong. You know, if you brought, if you still had 34-year-old Calais Campbell, mm-hmm. make a lot of sense with a young football team. Yep. Uh, but I still think the Jags are going to skew if they bring in veteran guys. We're talking 29, 30, 31-year-old guys. Not talking 34-year-old guys would yeah. uh, would be my guess. So with that being said, we think they're go- the Bucks are going to lose some. Yeah, it's not going to be the same. Can they run it back? 
I mean, do you really think they're they're second? I think uh, like uh, seven to one odds to win again. Kansas City's the favorite right now. You know, the way too early prognostication. <laughs> I think teams like the Rams. I think the Rams are like the fourth favorite. I can't okay. remember who was third now, but uh, the Bills. I think the Bills were. So that makes sense. I'll give you those four teams. Okay, you got the Rams, you got the Bills, you got the Chiefs, and you got the Bucks. Where do you rank? You gotta drop some dollars now on here, okay? Where do you rank the Bucks out of those four teams in terms of confidence level to win it all in twenty twenty one? Is Devin White still playing football? <laughs> yeah, I would think so. Yeah, Why not? I, don't, I, don't. <laughs> um, I would rank number one overall, and maybe you can call me biased and I'm foolish, but give me Kansas City number one. I, th- I think Kansas City would be the top team. The Kansas favorite. City's number one. Yes. So where do the Bucks fall on that list? Give me Tampa Bay at number two. Really? I think they're better. I think they're better than the Rams, and I think they're better than the Bills. I honestly do. Because listen, and I mean it's a hard question, but here's what I think. I think right now, like yes, Tampa Bay they can lose some guys. Every team loses some guys. But let's look at their young guys real quick. Let's see Tristan Wirfs. Yeah, who was good. probably the offensive line of the uh, offensive lineman of the draft this Very past good. year? Let's take a look at Devin White, who is one of the best linebackers probably in the league right now. Like, Sensational. Uh, that that Vita Bea guy, who somehow miraculously came off of a broken ankle or a broken leg and played like eight weeks later. Like he's young, he's intriguing. They have a lot of young parts. Now, yes, the, you have Jason Pierre-Paul back nine of his career. You had Dominican Sue back nine of his career, but the young guys with Tampa Bay. I like what I see there as well. So I put Tampa Bay number two. Yeah, I don't. I put them at number four. Really? Yeah. You see, you think the Rams are better? I just think you have the defensive player of the year. I do think Stafford makes them a lot better than Goff makes them. I yeah. don't. I, I'm not saying I'm picking them to win the Super Bowl, but yeah. I think their defense is better. And now they just got an elevated offense. Yeah. Uh, is my guess. I think losing the people that they're going to, even if they lose Barrett and Godwin alone, it changes the dynamic of their football team in Tampa. And I think they will age out eventually at these positions with some of them. Yeah. Um, so I would play the odds and I'd put them fourth because the Bills have a lot more kind of core all together to make a run. And Allen might just be the next big star at quarterback. Listen, d- despite what Jenna Lane says to me about fantasy football advice, do you think O.J. Howard coming back next year if he's healthy makes a difference though as well? It does make a difference, if but I healthy? think I think we've asked a lot of ifs on O.J. Howard now in his career. It's a great call. Right? Yeah, we have. Uh, we'll be back. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. Brent Martineau. Uh, then I said... Still looking for his fourth career sack. Austin Lane. I'm spending pretty much every single day with somebody for pretty much two years now that you know somebody. And they surprise you. (laughs) I sit here before you right now, and I am surprised. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. Second down, 20. 5.03 to go. Someone has run on the field. Some guy with a brawl. And now he's not being chased. He's running down the middle of the 40. Arms in the air and a victory salute. He's pulling down his pants. Put up your pants, my man. Pull up those pants. He's being chased to the 30. He breaks a tackle from a security guard. The 20, down the middle, the 10, the 5. He slides at the 1, and they converge on him at the goal line. Pull up your pants. Take off the bra and be a man. And the players with hands on hips at the other end of the field are looking at him and shaking their head and saying, why, oh, why? is this taking place in a Super Bowl. And Kevin, if you're going to run that far, get into the end zone. Don't slide at the one. you got to score once you got on the field. Get into the end zone, my man. Lord, now they're cuffing him. But pull up his drawers, whatever you do. 
<laughs> Pull up your pants, take off the bra, and be a man. Be a man. Oh, Kevin Harlan is so good. Yeah. So good. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I remember tweeting this a few months ago. And I remember saying he might be the most underrated broadcaster of my lifetime. He is sensational. Mm-hmm. And I will say this. I, it's Now as his career goes on and I watch him and I listen to him and he's so good in, at so many different sports and at these kind of moments, because those are the difficult moments, right? Yeah. You're just not used. You don't expect that. That's the unexpected. And you're not calling a football play, but he turns it into a football play. Yeah. And... I had the chance early in my time here in Jacksonville to do preseason games as a sideline reporter with Harlan doing the play-by-play. Nice. And he was since in a super nice guy, yeah. you know, and I'm kind of like uh, a little eyes wide open at that time. I hadn't done that yet, like being well, preseason NFL games, and, and even also, though it was just local. Keep but in he mind, was awesome. though, when you're on the sideline, you, you can hear him in your earpiece right, the, whole the whole time. time. Yeah, so you yeah. hear him talking and calling the game. Yeah, yeah. And, and, you know, the Jags at the time, they when we were the official station, we were still are the official station on TV, and when... So they would bring in outside guys to do it. Now uh, Brian Sexton will do the preseason games, and mm-hmm. in the past local guys have done the preseason games, mm-hmm. but not they must not want me to do it because every time like we're the official station, yeah. uh, well <laughs> they bring in somebody else. But Har- they we're, brought we're in kind Harlan. of the like official enemy now. Yeah, I guess so. Notice. <laughs> so Harlan, they bring him in, and so I think he did it for a year, and then Kevin Coogler. Mm-hmm. Did it as well, and he's on the national broadcast, and they both actually call, I think, for Westwood One, the, the NFL games, and uh, both are really good, mm-hmm. and both super nice guys, but Harlan has just, in my opinion, elevated himself, and we don't discuss him when we talk about these incredible broadcasters. People bring up Gus Johnson. I love mm-hmm. Gus Johnson. I think he's fantastic. Obviously, Nance is Nance. Yeah. And what's so interesting to me is how that situation was handled on TV oh, yeah. versus the radio. Yeah. Because on TV, first of all, I even thought Nancy even stepped out of what he normally would say, and yeah. he actually was pretty funny about it. He's like, maybe they should sign him. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. That was good. That yeah, was good. that was but, pretty good. But we can kind of tell, like, they're like, all right, get this guy off the TV. They and, like, don't want to see it. Yeah, That's right. They, they don't want to acknowledge it. But on radio, you it's that. like... I know. Classic. It's like, bring it on. I want to Please. see that once again. Exactly. <laughs> no, I mean, you know, and like that's the way it should be, right? Because I mean, well, let's be okay. I, I get the from I, remember they're league partners. No, in the NFL and doesn't I get the standpoint. That. Like you don't want to promote that type of behavior, yeah. right? And, and you don't want to give fans the idea. But at the same time, and I think I speak for everybody watching that game last night. Let's be honest, it wasn't the most exciting game we've no. ever seen. The halftime show, we'll get into that later. Yeah. But with that being said, like we wanted to see some entertainment. Yeah. We wanted to see that guy get tackled <laughs> and you know, uh, uh, like a knee in the face a little bit. So that's what they should do. Show the guy with that at the end. Show the guy getting elbowed and like kneed in the face a little bit to kind of deter us from wanting to do it ourselves. Yeah. You know? Yeah. The the big Schlegel t- tackle. Yeah. Right? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Jack's new strength coach. Yeah. The State game. Like, you know, I I do think I think that has changed a little bit in terms of showing those folks one to discourage, I know. but two I I really think it goes all the way back to like Monica Sellis. I think that's what it goes back to when she got stabbed in tennis. Oh, and I understand it's different, yeah. but even in tennis matches they have streakers and stuff. Yeah, yeah. But when that guy came down and Monica Sellis got stabbed, mm-hmm. that. Every time we see somebody on a field now since that moment, know, yeah. we think of, okay, what's going to happen here? Worst case scenario. In this day and age, what's going to happen? You know, it's kind of like in this day and age. It could have happened 50 well, years ago. But 
I, I think that's why they really deter it, in my opinion. I don't know if that's the genesis of it, but I feel like it took on different meaning after that moment. Well, I remember, remember we talked about Hank Aaron uh, a couple weeks ago. Remember when Hank Aaron hit, hit the home run Absolutely. and those people ran it? We're like, oh, I mean, I wasn't obviously alive for that. I don't think, but no, I wasn't. No, but were. like, I remember watching like the video, like, oh, what's about to happen right here? I think people were like, oh, this isn't going to be good. But they just wanted to celebrate with Hank Aaron, you know, like they weren't trying to do anything crazy. They just want to celebrate a piece of history. But I get it, you know, we we kind of live in a time where we think of the worst sometimes. So I see where you're coming from there. Yeah, and, and I think that's why I think that they, one's discouragement, but also I think even you see Brady. They had a tight shot of Brady yeah. as that was happening, and they blow the whistle, and he's kind of like, first of all, it's like the look on Brady is a little bit like, uh, what's going on here? Yeah, yeah. And yeah. then secondly, I think the first thing that crosses players' minds are like, okay, what's this guy going to do? Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. I, I that's like it or not, dramatic or not. I think it is kind of the world we live in. You just don't know what's about to happen. Sure. And uh, fortunately, they're usually pretty innocent moments mm-hmm. just some knuckleheads and so you said actually from a prop bet standpoint I, did you say it was plus 750 for so, a streaker so it's plus 750 one um website reported plus 1200 for a streaker because well yeah think about this as well plus 1200 by the way plus 1200 plus so who's is saying and and do you think this really happens do you think that guy bet on himself had to right why wouldn't you i mean who else like well, can you bet on yourself it? can you can you cash that in like with oh, yeah. the with the well with the Better the the. Oh, maybe sites. not even him, like family members or something. But like, I yeah, mean, yeah. how much is it? How much you, you go to jail? Obviously, you get arrested. So yeah. Well, you're at n- the end of the day, you're never how much go to a game again? No, like that's done. Right, but how much of a fine do you think it is? Two thousand, maybe three thousand. Uh, I bet it's a little bit more than that. Probably. So say it's five thousand. That's your record. Put down enough. Do you get a decent exposure for that though? <laughs> no, <laughs> the way you might, honestly. No, because if that's the case, then you're talking about about oh, that more serious. And decent like, exposure? Yeah. Oh, dude, then yeah. you have to register for like a, a sex offender and all oh, that stuff. Yeah. 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 Remember? Yes. Oh, that would be now. That's remember a. W- was it the woman that did it? The one year she got that was like a whole thing. She was on a list and got. So I mean, he wasn't naked though, so that's why I feel like it wouldn't be in decent exposure because he was rocking a a pink. I don't Man know. That, I, I don't know the <laughs> answer to that. Yeah, I guess that'd be what you would call. It. I, I don't know uh, what else you would call that. Yeah, a bra, a, a, a bra, and a, it was, it was, yeah, a swimsuit. He kind of looked like Borat. It was like the Borat thing, but pink. It was a little you bit Borat. I, it was like it was like the old Andre the Giant wrestling <laughs> uni. <laughs> Close. Close. <laughs> For sure. But it makes uh, you wonder, like, why yeah, would you would put you, money? I know. Would you? I mean, like, but I always say that, like, did Eric, Eric Church doesn't need money, but did he throw a lot of money on the over on the anthem? That's a good point. I mean, how do you, so how do you protect against that? Like, yeah. I, I don't know if they do. I don't know if so they're allowed to. Here's, like, what I was thinking, because I remember I saw that prop. I was like, hmm, this is an interesting one. But I'm like, well, Which there's. Which one, the streaker one? Yeah, the streaker one. But I'm like, there's no way, because, number one, it's, like, half capacity. So like it's not that hard to monitor the entire crowd. And number two, it's 2021. I feel like security has never been more beefed up. So like, I had been, a hard time believing they're going to let somebody run on the field like that. Nothing would have been more 2021 if that guy was running around the field and he had a mask on. <laughs> like I was yeah. really surprised he didn't, honestly. <laughs> All right, speaking of, there were some pro- – I know we did that prop as the M&M. I, didn't, I saw the M&M commercial oh, was I second off the board, but no mask. No masks. Call that one. Did they, do an- they didn't do another one? No idea. I've got to be honest with you. How locked in were you guys to commercials? Very locked in. You were? Yeah. Okay, so I go, I'm, remember now, I haven't been home for Super Bowls very often. Yeah, yeah. But the neighbors, you know, just right next door had an outdoor patio. Sure. And they had it on the big screen, like uh, their big screen. Yeah. And so I just popped over t- and watched it 
kind of from a distance, but I was not locked into commercials. Oh, it was missing real, out, man. I wasn't even missing them. So yeah. I saw like the first couple. Yeah. One was like a movie trailer. The yeah, first the, one. That was odd. Yeah, that was old, it's old, called. Yeah. Right? yeah. M. Night Shyamalan, which has disappointed me so much. You don't know M. Night Shyamalan, do you? Yeah. He, uh, Sixth Sense? Oh, Bruce yeah, Willis? Sixth Sense. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the, the Village? Or yeah. The Village? Okay. No. Well, it's the Sixth, Sixth Sense, Sense is M. Night Shyamalan. There. Yeah, you're all there. good. We're hey, all good. hey, park the okay. car, you're Sixth good to go. Sixth Sense is good. You're good to go. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> if it's anything like Sixth Sense, I'll watch it. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's a good one. That's but, a good one. Uh, but anyway, so M&M's I saw... What, were there big winners? Like overall, I mean, commercials stink. Bud Light, they're going downhill. We yeah, know that. I know. All right. Uh, Bud Light had a good one because it was like nostalgia. They brought like every one of like their kind of their big like uh, campaign guys okay. or whatever. So like Bud Light had a good one. Uh, you see the Bruce Springsteen one? I didn't. Jeep. Uh, Jeep had Bruce Springsteen, you know, like bringing the world together, all that stuff. And it was it was great. It's I mean, it's the boss, Brent. Right? Yeah. Anytime the you boss. Can't, you can't lose with Bruce Springsteen. But here's the thing. And I felt like he kind of lost Bruce Springsteen because he's telling, you know, we got to rise together, yada, yada, yada. Bruce is looking great. He's got a nice, you know, like a uh, like, like a sheepskin kind of coat on. Probably real sheep. Well, he, he can afford it. I'm not saying, you know, whatever. Peter. But, dude, here's the thing, though. The end of the commercial, and it was a great speech, but he's driving down the road in the middle of winter with the top down. Look at, look, look at Bruce right now rocking a winter coat, but the top's down, which makes me wonder... Hey, Bruce Springsteen, put the top off of that Jeep one time, man. What are we doing right now? Yeah, it's the middle of winter, sir. Hey, stuff. Is he, though? Or is he a little <laughs> foolish? So that one kind of threw me for a spin. But no, there was, like, nothing really stood out to me. Brent, like, oh, this is a great commercial. It just doesn't happen anymore. No, nah, man. I actually thought the, the one that got nah. shut down for some reason, did you see, like, the T-Mobile one? Or at least they nah. kept pushing that it did. Maybe they never bought it and it was part of their campaign. Yeah. The whole Gronk and Brady one. I didn't see that. You never one. saw that. No, one? no, no, no. I thought that was like the theme. Is like that was they were saying it. They was. were saying was like it was whole, banned. Right. They couldn't have a Super Bowl commercial, so they just said it was banned. Which like, was probably a good campaign, but either way, it was a good spot. All right. <laughs> now like, I'm gonna need you because I guarantee you saw this, and I don't know how to feel about this thing. So this is before the game, and they kept like showing like little clips and clips and saying, "Stay tuned for you know the full trailer coming up," and I was like, "Okay, what's this gonna be?" The Vince Lombardi hologram. How did we feel about the Vince Lombardi hot? Did you see the Vince Lombardi hot? Unbelievable. You didn't see the Vince Lombardi hot? It's, it's what started the game. How did you miss that? It's he what started the game. Well, because I was, uh, I almost missed the beginning of the game because I was catching Kaylee at a lesson. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, so here. So this, let me go paint this picture real quick here. So like, like I said, they're teasing this entire pregame show. It's like, stay tuned for the full trailer. I'm like, okay. And you can't really tell anything about it. It's like a guy walking through a city, but it's all you can see. So right before, and I think this is after the coin toss, right? No, before the coin toss, after the anthem, Coos? After, been. it was either right before the anthem or, well, anthem or right after. Okay, so it was right along that time. And all of a sudden, it's like, all right, here's the commercial. It's like, all right, let's see what's happening here. And it's like this, this older gentleman walking through a, a town in the middle of winter. And like as he's walking, I'm like, this looks a lot like Green Bay. Uh, this is cool. I'm like, oh, this is kind of like rustic, like old time stuff. Like, where are they going with this? And then all of a sudden, like halfway, th- it's like a three-minute thing here. Halfway through, I'm like, oh, that's Vince Lombardi. Weird. But it's like Vince Lombardi from his time yeah. and the current time now walking through the city of Green Bay, like, you know, like one kid dropped the football. That's kind of cool. Vince picks, but then hang on, though. So it's like Vince Lombardi. It's a speech he's given. I'm, yeah. I got chills now because yeah. let's be honest. I you're mean, fired up. I mean, if you're a kid in, in Iowa, Wisconsin, Vince Lombardi, it's it's part of your daily Regiment, let's just say. Yeah. You're, you're having serial listener to right. Lombardi for English class. Exactly. So, like, I had a lot of respect. So I'm like, oh, this is cool. Chills. 
three minutes into it, it's like, okay, the commercial's over. And then all of a sudden, they pull. now, now we're live in Tampa Bay, and they pull out, like, this giant platform. And it's like, what, what are they doing here? And, like, you know, the crowd's kind of like, what's going on? And it was a hologram Vince Lombardi finishing up the speech. But, like, when I say hologram Vince Lombardi, I've seen better graphics on the new Call of Duty game than I did with Vince Lombardi last night. Interesting. And I didn't know what was going on, Brent. That's the second time. Remember last year they did that in Miami. I think it was Miami where they had everything start outside. the. Remember the whole yeah, kids yeah, thing? Yeah, and they yeah. ended up running in at the end, so it had the same kind of idea. Yeah, but that was cool, though. I mean, yeah. I get with COVID, it's a little different. But, yeah, here's check out hologram Vince Lombardi real quick. So you can show you a picture. That, that was, uh, that's J-Lo. I'm not sure why we're showing her right now. Hang on one second. I'll look at it in the break. Here. <laughs> Streaking Vince Lombardi. <laughs> <laughs> don't, I mean, I can, I can arrest you for that. Yeah. Don't, don't spread that kind don't, of slander, don't Stuart. Tell, don't tell a great Here. Bay guy that. That's the, the, there's hologram Vince Lombardi just in the middle of the stadium giving the speech. He thought they could have done better with the hologram. Why even have it in the first place, you know? Just I, my thought. I think that was playing off that whole kids thing last I year. I know. I know, but yeah, I, I mean, I, you've seen better graphics, though, be yeah. honest. Yeah. You have, actually. Yeah. That That's what, that's what started the Super Bowl right there. Look at Patrick Holmes. You don't know what's going on. Vince looks like Sherlock Holmes. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be back. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. Hope you had a good weekend. What do you think about the weekend? We have a young group of guys. Um, it wasn't, it's not all, when we kind of joined together, we knew it wasn't going to always be successful and you weren't going to be able to win a thousand championships in a row. We knew we were going to go through times like this and adversity. And uh, I think the best thing about it is the guys that we have have the, the leadership ability to, to be even better next year. Um, and so obviously we didn't end the season the way we wanted to. Uh, we can learn from that. We can learn from the successes that we had during the season. And at the end of the day, we have to, to come into this next year with a blank slate and trying to find a way to get to the Super Bowl again. Who was that, Coos? Coos with COVID? Yeah, that was me. Is that who that was? <laughs> I do. That was actually pretty good. Yeah. I like that, man. Good. I think we found a new character for you, Coos. As I tease the weekend, how was the weekend performance? It's without an E, right? Correct. Yes. Yes. Well, well, there's two E's. There's not three. Yeah, not yeah. three. Uh... How was the weekend performance at halftime? Kuz, you want to start this off? Boring. Okay. Really? Interesting. Interesting. My, my take on it is that I feel like if you, you're going to waste one on the pandemic year without yeah. a full house, hey, you just throw that one out there. Yeah. Good. Me personally, I enjoyed it. And I'll be honest with you, the olds were upset last night with oh, me. They were not I happy. I saw I saw one comment on Twitter. Yeah, the the the, the olds. And what I always saw? love when you get because I got enough of those folks that I know and I, yeah. and I like them. Yeah. But you get the that fifty five plus crowd. Yeah, yeah, right. And they're like, if it's not the Bee Gees, they don't like anything. <laughs> <laughs> no, for sure. Or, or a Springsteen. No, I mean, for it's sure. got to be one or the other. For sure. <laughs> Play the boss one more time. <laughs> Give us the boss. No, I'm gonna say it's about the weekend. Um, he's had a couple albums now. I was a really big fan of the first album when it came out. Like, I think I was like a senior in college. Loved it. It was kind of like the underground, new kind of thing. It was different. I enjoyed it. You know, now, granted, like, the, the past couple albums, it's become more poppy music, and that's not really my style. 
But I feel like the weekend, what's so cool about him is like he's an entertainer, right? Like he, there's a story to tell. Like I don't really necessarily vibe with the music, but I do vibe with the music videos and the story that he's telling. Like for instance, a lot of those guys last night had bandages over their face. Yeah. And people were like, well, some, the, the olds, let's call them. The olds are like, well, was that like the jockstrap? The jo- yeah, the jockstrap yeah. group. Like no, the, there's a story behind that because weekend it was putting out a character for like the past year where he's just at every single award show granted they're most of them are done via zoom now but at every award show he was wrapped up in bandages and at first people were like is he getting plastic surgery what's the deal with it well he wanted to make a point of like hollywood is so vain where everyone wants to go out and get plastic surgery we don't have to do that okay. so like he mockingly for his last music video that he put out took off the bandages and it was like this crazy plastic surgery Think like and everybody thought that it was Squidward from SpongeBob. Exactly, like it, it was super aggressive, it's and everybody thought it was that, actually real in the wow. beginning. I'm like, oh, my, why would he do that? He's so ugly. Like it was a joke. Yeah. So like, I look at the weekend. It's a deep effort by him. Oh by yeah. The way. I know, right? Well, so like, you know. no, I mean, but he's always telling the story, and that's the cool thing. And I look at it kind of like David Bowie. Like David Bowie had some jams. He he had some great music. But what made David Bowie appealing, at least to me, was also the storytelling. Character. It was the fact that he was yeah. Ziggy Stardust. Like, Ziggy Stardust was this complete alien dude that was, like, the exact opposite of who David Bowie was. But yeah. people were enthralled with the performance and enthralled with the art. And I feel like that's what The Weeknd brings to the table as well. Did you like it, Weber? Are you happy, Olds? I mentioned David Bowie. Yeah, so I, that's good. Go. Yeah. I still thought it was interesting, but, like, I was looking at it from a, a TV perspective. Like, the camera guy that he was swinging around inside that little phone booth. Yeah. You know, that, I'm like, oh, that poor camera that guy. The- if that's out now. Yeah, that's, yeah. The, that's the, the meme that all the kids yeah. are using these and days. And also, he was singing it live. So props to him for doing he that as well. Yeah. And it was just here's the, here's the plastic surgery. Oh, wow. Yeah, people thought that was real. <laughs> it, was, it was wild to see an act by himself yeah. Yeah, for that yeah. long. Solo True. act. You just get so used to these collaborative performances now. I had heard that and Kenny G was going to be in there. Didn't see Kenny G. I was hearing uh, uh, Ariana Grande, Kuz. Is that accurate? I could have swore. Well, was my- that? Wasn't Ariana Grande supposed to be there? There was so the like betting, it matters, but the know. betting favorites were Ariana Grande, Doja Cat, and Drake. Yeah. My guess though is they didn't do that Heavy stuff hitters. because of COVID. Sure. Like they didn't want that. Perception. I thought they weren't going to be on the field because of that. Yeah, oh yeah, they were on the field, and then they rolled onto the field later. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but I was just excited that I knew some, some more songs than I thought. Like I sure. didn't even know I knew a song yeah. from the weekend. Yeah. So you'll like this though, okay? So I'm it. ready to tweet out. I'm ready to tweet. <laughs> Careful now. <laughs> so, oh boy. And I'm ready to tweet like. Okay, I don't is the is the glove are the gloves there because he's afraid the mic's going to slip out of his hands? <laughs> is there something to the gloves? And so I check with a younger person yeah. and I'm like, "Can you check is this a glove thing? Is this like normal or is there something to it? Like why yeah, are the gloves the style, there?" Man. And and they're like, "Yeah, he wears the gloves all the time." Yeah, I was it's like, the style. "Tweet, tweet." <laughs> Could, could you imagine that, especially with you? Because oh, yeah. I mean, let's be honest, you've been following, man. I'll come with the right people and retweet that. All the weekend fans come at you. What are his fans called, Goose? Does he have like a fan name? You the know, weekenders. like the Weekenders. Also, the Weekenders come well, after that's you. That's original. Yeah. <laughs> right? I mean, that's Brent, careful, yeah. careful, yeah. Brent. I know, I Don't like talk the, bad I about I kind of like the weekend, but okay. I didn't know if the gloves were. I was like, what are we doing here? It's in Tampa. Like, we're not in Minnesota. I was like, well, that's like is Adam Levine taking his shirt off. Like, Adam Levine took his shirt off back in Atlanta, and it was like 50 degrees outside. So, you know. COVID's safe, though, so you'd have to wash his hands. Hey, Weber, don't go anywhere. Stick around. I can do that. we got Daytona week here, by the way. Roll from Super Bowl into the Super Bowl of racing. You have to say that at least 50 times this week. I just did once. I've done it like three we'll times. We'll be back this week. Uh, with a little football at five as well. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 6 now. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. 
But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash Boost by Tax Day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial, LLC, member SIPC.